Pittsburgh sucks. Oh, sorry about that. Got a little uh, carried away. Welcome, everybody. Welcome into the second edition, week two of the Deerfield Gridiron Browns postgame show. Uh, my name is Dan from LOTL, here with you, flying solo tonight. Um, with the Monday Night Football game, schedules got kind of jumbled and wasn't able to um, have any of my friends on with me. So just going to be listening to me for the next uh, few minutes. Appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, checking out um, on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow me at Daniel J. Ford. You can follow our podcast at the LOTL Podcast. And we are here to celebrate a Browns victory on Monday Night Football. Uh, Browns 23 over the Jets, 3 uh, Browns get on track for the season. Wasn't pretty, was not pretty at all, but uh, in the NFL, you always take a win. And uh, it, it's really interesting to see how far we've come in the last couple years where from 1-31, and, and especially last year when we played the Jets, uh, how we were just so elated just to win a game. And now, fast forward... Not even a, pretty much a year uh, later, and uh, we're complaining about a 20-point road win on Monday Night Football. I get it. I get it. There's reasons to complain. There's reasons for consternation. There's reasons to, um, you know, be a little concerned. I myself am as well. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to go over that. I was not too happy with how Baker played last night. Um, I thought there were a lot of factors that went into that. Uh, but we'll go over that uh, for sure. We're going to talk about Freddie Kitchens and his play calling and how uh, annoying it was at the end of the game. Uh, we're going to talk OBJ as it was his homecoming back to MetLife Stadium. We weren't playing the Giants, but same stadium that he always played in. Uh, had another iconic catch down the same sidelines near the end zone. Um, and uh, obviously we all know the 90-yarder uh, that blew the game wide open. So... Uh, we're going to get into all that. We're going to talk some Miles Garrett. Uh, we're going to talk some uh, Nick Chubb. Um, and we're going to look ahead to the Rams game as uh, now we shift our focus uh, to a huge game down uh, on the lakefront uh, at the stadium. Uh, Browns and Rams on Sunday Night Football. Uh, it's going to be a big night. It's going to be an emotional night for a lot of older Browns fans as Clay Matthews uh, Jr., is playing with the Rams now, so he'll be in town. And his dad, Clay Matthews Sr., will be getting inducted into the Browns Ring of Honor. So that'll be uh, that'll be a sight to see on Sunday night. I'm hoping to be able to get to the game. Not sure if that's going to happen, but uh, hopefully going to have some plans for the game for sure anyway. So let's get right into it. Last night, uh, the Browns started off. They received the opening kickoff and went right down the field. And Odell Beckham, man, had just an incredible catch uh, down near the uh, far sideline. Same sideline that he caught. He made that iconic catch that kind of jump-started his career as rookie year uh, for the Giants. And, um, you know, he, he ended the game with six catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. Uh, had an 89-yard touchdown on a quick slant that apparently the Jets didn't want to cover him, uh, which was interesting. Um, we'll take it, I guess. But um, but yeah, I, I, I thought I thought he kind of had his coming out party as a as a Browns player. 
Um, you know, obviously he wanted to put on a show for the uh, fans in New York, um, and uh, you know he definitely did that for sure. Um, I, I thought I thought Baker kind of forced the ball to him uh, a lot more than he probably should have uh, during the game. I mean, these guys talked for the game. Baker must have known that OBJ wanted to have a big game going back to New York, and you know things happen. You get in that mindset, like, hey, let, let's, you know, let's get my let's get my guy uh, a bunch of touches, let him do what he does. Um, so, you know, that was interesting to see. I thought he forced a couple. He obviously forced the interception that he had in the fourth quarter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just getting to Baker. Uh, I, I, I said I said uh, opening the show tonight. That uh, I'm a little I'm a little concerned with Baker to be honest. Um, I don't think he's quite in sync. I think there's a lot of factors to that. Uh, one is uh, the OBJ factor, just kind of integrating him into the offense. Um, I also think that uh, the combination Freddie Kitchens Todd Munkin offense um, he's not quite taken to that yet. Uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit with our when I talk about play calling, but. I think that uh, you know Baker's pressing a little bit. Uh, he's pressing to push the ball down the field. Um, he's not doing a lot of the things that made him successful in his rookie year, and uh, you know some of that falls on Baker and his uh, decision making after the ball snapped, and some of that's on the coaching staff uh, calling the plays um, beforehand. So you know it's it, it's interesting. I, I thought he was high on a lot of throws. Uh, I could count probably six or seven throws that either he overthrew. Um, you know, with uh, lack of touch or just flat out overthrew the guy. I uh, did that to Njoku, almost got him seriously hurt. Um, thankfully, Njoku tweeted out that he's okay. He didn't come back in the game, but uh, he says he's okay. So we'll see if he's if he's able to go on Sunday. Hopefully he is because our backup tight end situation is not great um, with Demetrius Harris and uh, Farrell Brown. We'll see what Ricky Seals Jones uh, has to offer, but hopefully David Njoku can get back. Um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. I, th I, s I still almost think Baker's in preseason mode. Um, we're trying to integrate OBJ. Uh, I think that's making Jarvis's uh, touches suffer a little bit. Uh, shout out to Jarvis, by the way, for stepping up and. Um, Stepping in to return punts with uh, Dontrell Hilliard out for a concussion. Uh, he almost broke a couple last night. And, uh, man, that guy's just a leader. I, I love having Jarvis on this team. Uh, him being best friends with OBJ um, and getting OBJ here notwithstanding, I just think Jarvis is a great leader for this team. I think he's uh, a culture setter. We saw it last year uh, in Hard Knocks when he had the uh, the speech in the wide receiver room. Um but, uh, yeah, I would like to see him get more involved in the offense. Um, especially, you know, I, I thought Baker tried to push the ball down the field uh, too much yesterday. Caused him to overthrow some balls. Caused him to try and uh, fit some balls into tight windows. I think the Browns can do – and Baker said this after the game, which is very encouraging to hear him say this right after in his postgame press conference, um, that – he needs to focus more on taking what the defense gives him, checkdowns, um, you know, quick hitting routes uh, that are in the offense. 
I, I thought that uh, Greg Williams did a very good job of confusing Baker, uh, pre-snap, post-snap, uh, showing one look to Baker pre-snap and then uh, transitioning into into his own uh, post-snap. Uh, um, the Jets showed a lot of uh, press man uh, before the snap of uh, most plays, and uh, they transitioned into a, into a zone as the ball is being snapped, which I thought was interesting, and I thought confused Baker a lot. And uh, so, you know, Baker has been a little shaky the first, first couple games. I thought he was better yesterday than he was in week one. Um, you know, we were playing playing with the lead most of the game, so, uh, you know, he didn't feel like he had to put us on his back and bring us back uh, from a deficit. So, um, you know, I thought he was better in that aspect. Uh, leads to the question that's being talked about a little bit, uh, especially on local sports talk that I heard this morning was, is Baker overhyped? Uh, you know, we heard all the hype, the hype train in the offseason. I was a part of it, um, you know, talking about Baker and, how I know I, I've said on LOTL multiple times I wouldn't trade Baker for anybody in the league. Now that's just me liking my guy that's on my team. Obviously, uh, right now Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. But you know Baker's my guy, so uh, you know a lot of talk of is Baker overhyped? No, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, I think the guy hasn't even played a full season's worth of games yet. Um, I just I, I just think he needs time uh, people fail to realize that Baker is going into his third head coach in uh, a little over a season um, like I said he hasn't even started uh, full seasons worth of games yet so you know Patrick Mahomes has had one head coach one system uh, Baker has had three head coaches and at least two systems um, as far as play calling and offense go. So um, I, I think he's going to be fine. I thought he missed Rashard Higgins last night. Uh, Rashard Higgins missing the game with a knee injury that he picked up uh, against Tennessee. I think the Browns are just being precautious with Higgins. Uh, he's one of Baker's uh, security blankets, one of his favorite targets. I thought I thought he missed him a little bit uh, last night. Um, so, yeah, I <coughs> excuse me. I think Baker's going to be fine. I think he's going to settle in. I actually think he's going to have a uh, a big week this week against the Rams. Um, you know, he's always, always going back, looking at college, and then uh, even last year uh, when we played in primetime, he always showed up, always showed up. So I, I expect Baker to bounce back. He hears the people that are talking and, and talking about the Browns and um, saying that, you know, we're overhyped and not all that we're cracked up to be and all this and all that. He hears it, and uh, he's a self-motivated guy, so... Uh, I think he's going to come out, and I think he's going to play really well on Sunday against the Rams. So let's transition to the defensive side of the ball a little bit. Uh, let's talk about Miles Garrett. Uh, Miles Garrett was an absolute animal last night. Three sacks. Uh, he now has five in total because he had two in week one. Uh, he leads the NFL in sacks. Uh, he's on pace for uh, f 40 sacks this year. So don't think he's going to get that much because but uh, uh, he's well on his way to becoming the defensive player of the year that he said he was motivated to become in the offseason. Uh, one thing about Miles, and it, it happened numerous times last year, uh, not necessarily the roughing the passer, but the offsides penalties. It's just the penalties of Miles. Uh, he tries to guess the snap every single play. 
He had three. He had three offsides penalties. Uh, only two counted, I think, because one of them was declined. Um, but then he also had the two roughing the passer penalties. And I think if we were playing anybody of significance, those really could have uh, could have bitten us because they were both on third down, and uh, they allowed they excuse me they allowed Jets drives to continue. Um, so I thought that. Uh, Initially, when I was watching the game, and he got the second one, which ultimately uh, knocked Trevor Simeon out of the game, I thought the Browns should have sat him down. Um, and me, originally, for the rest of the game. I didn't think they needed Miles Garrett at that point to win the game, and I think he could have sent sent a message to him. Um, not, that he was re- he, not that he was dirty with those plays. I mean, he did injure Trevor Simeon, but I, I don't think he was dirty. I think he was a little reckless as far as... Um, understanding the situation in the game and what the team needed, uh, I just I, I I you know if he does that against the Rams, it's really going to hurt us. Doing it against the Jets last night, it's not going to hurt us as bad just because their offense wasn't capable of uh, scoring points. So, <laughs> but uh, if he does that against the Rams, uh, it's really going to hurt us because if you give, especially on third down, if you give teams extra chances at a drive. Um, especially good teams are going to hurt you. I mean, that's like getting an error in baseball and giving a team a really good offense an extra out in an inning. They're most likely going to hurt you. So I thought I thought the rest of the defense played really well, um, along with Miles. I thought Denzel Ward struggled again, and that's a little bit disconcerting because he had an awful week one. And um, when the Jets were able to throw uh, the ball down the field, it seemed like uh, every time they completed the pass, uh, Denzel Ward was in coverage. I'm not really sure what's going on there. I hope they're able to figure it out because he's a really important part of uh, of the Browns' uh, defense this year. So, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping it gets figured out. I don't know if it's a health thing. I don't know if he's got something bothering him. I'm not sure, but uh, they got to get that figured out. So, uh, yeah, I thought Joe Schobert played a really really good game. Uh, he was all over the field. I think he heard a little bit of the uh, of the cracks and the jokes at his expense uh, last week when uh, he couldn't catch up to Derrick Henry on that screen pass. Uh, he had a really good game, both in the run and uh, defending the pass. Uh, I think when he was the primary defender on Le'Veon Bell, Bell had three catches for six yards uh, receiving. Uh, he also uh, played the run really well, so I was I was really happy to see Joe Schobert play play well. Um, he's going to be really important moving forward uh, if the Browns want to uh, have a really good defense. Uh, Christian Kirksey, I thought our, uh, to go along with Schobert, I thought our linebackers played excellent uh, last night. Um, Kirko was all over the field. Uh, that was really good to see because I didn't really see him much in the first game, and uh, we all know his uh, season was cut short last year with an injury. Uh, so that was really good to see. So overall, I thought I thought the defense played really well. Now, it was against a terrible, terrible Jets offense. I mean, even if Sam Darnold plays and he doesn't have mono, um, they're just not very good. Uh, their offensive line is terrible. Um, they don't have the receivers uh, to match up. Uh, they do have Le'Veon Bell, and he had a decent game, uh, I guess, for his, you know, for being the only weapon on the Jets offense and being the focal point of the Browns defense, he still had a pretty decent enough game. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was that uh, with the defense. Hopefully they can continue. 
and uh, Miles Garrett can continue to get to the quarterback. I thought uh, getting back to the offense, uh, I didn't think we saw enough Nick Chubb uh, last night. Uh, 18 carries, 62 yards, had a 19-yard touchdown that uh, kind of opened the game up a little bit early on. Of course, uh, OBJ's uh, 90-yard touchdown slammed it shut in the second half. But uh, Chubb, I thought, I thought we were fe- he'd be featured more in the passing game. Sorry about that. Love motorcycle going by my apartment. Um, I thought he'd be featured more in the passing game, honestly. And, and that gets back to uh, what Baker said after the game, that he has to look more towards his checkdowns. Um, in the passing game. You know, take what the defense gives you. I saw four or five times at least where uh, Baker could have checked down to Nick Chubb and gotten, you know, five, seven yards, even if, you know, if, if Chubb's able to break a tackle, which he's very apt to do, uh, could turn into a big play. So I thought they could have used him more, especially in the fourth quarter once we got the 23-3 to lead. I don't understand why we're still throwing the ball and trying to throw these deep routes um, and play action passes in the fourth quarter when we're up 23 to three. It makes no sense. Like there was there was three and a half minutes left. We got the ball and uh, Freddie's calling plays where Baker's dropping back, you know, five seven seven step drop and trying to throw the ball down the field. And we're up 23 to three against the Jets. Why are you doing that? He got sacked on one occasion, and that's all we need is Baker Mayfield to get hurt. Um, you know, knock on wood for that. But my goodness, just give Nick Chubb the ball. I mean, there's no reason why last night Nick Chubb didn't have 25 carries at least um i you know nick chubb is also a guy we saw it last year he's better as the game goes on uh so you get him in the flow and i know that's very cliche to talk about for a running back but um you let a guy get a rhythm and wear down the defense um and especially in the in the fourth quarter when you have the lead just let him just basically pummel him into submission um i i thought i thought they could have used chubb a lot more and maybe maybe they're trying to manage him um, you know, since he's he's the bell cow back until you know Kareem Hunt gets off suspension, um, so maybe that's it. You know, I don't know, but I definitely thought they could have used him more. Um, you know, we it's it's been a theme as I'm going through kind of the main themes and the points. Uh, I think play calling the first two games has been an issue on offense. Uh, long developing route concepts, which is forcing Baker to hold hold on to the ball. Um, I think I, I saw a stat today that uh, Baker is the third longest time uh, in getting rid of the ball from the snap. Uh, so, and that that's Baker and that's the offense. So, um, you know, they're, they're running more of the air raid type stuff with Todd Munkin, which is a lot of getting the ball down the field, pushing the ball down the field. And that takes time um, for receivers, for those routes to develop down the field. So um, I, I, Baker's completion and, um, Yardage has been much higher when he's gotten rid of the ball quickly, and that's what they're going to have to do this week because Aaron Donald is coming to town, and you cannot hold on to the ball long with that guy. I don't care who's on your offensive line. Even if we had still had Kevin Zeitler, uh, Aaron Donald is getting there. So I think a big focus this week is uh, short developing routes, uh, find your checkdowns, um, you know, being able to run the ball to negate that pass rush. And uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see against the Rams, for sure. Um, and, and like Baker said in his press conference, not coming off of his deep routes to find guys open short or on checkdowns. Uh, Jarvis Landry was open all game long, and he had three catches for 32 yards, I think, or 30-some yards, something like that. Uh, Nick Chubb was open a bunch. 
Um, Dearness Johnson was open. He found him on the first drive and then kind of never went back to him. Uh, you know, I, I would like to see the offense get back to more of last year's version, which made Baker so successful, uh, and us as an offense so successful, was, um, you know, short routes, max protection, uh, throwing out of, uh, you know, big sets, multiple tight ends. And I know that's it's tough to do that when one of your when your starting tight end goes down in the first half, but. We still had three other tight ends, so, you know, but we got the win. That's a lot of complaining on my end, but we got the win. 23-13, Browns win. We are 1-1 one one on the season. We look to the Rams, who are 2-0. and um, The Rams coming off a win against the Saints. Uh, they pretty much dominated the game, although there was a, a uh, another... Uh, controversial call in that game regarding a fumble slash incomplete pass uh, that the Saints had picked up in return for a touchdown um, that was called incomplete. So who knows how that game would have ended, but, and, and also Drew Brees got hurt. So um, the Rams are looking very good, very strong. Uh, they come into town 2-0. and They're the defending NFC champs. Sunday night football, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. It's going to be a party downtown. Um, the game, I think the game starts at like 8.20 or something like that, but I am super excited for this one. Um, it would be really depressing and really nervous if uh, the Browns didn't get the win last night. So uh, that was really cool to see that the Browns, even their record at 1-1, one and, one, and uh, are going in looking to uh, go above 500. Uh, some more news and notes around the league. Ben Roethlisberger out for the year. That is uh, crushing for Steelers fans, I'm sure. Um, you know, you never want to see a guy get hurt, but, um, you know, it was interesting. As we looked at the schedule coming out, uh, I and I know a lot of Browns fans because, you know, we were, we were believing our own hype, uh, had the Tennessee game as a win. So if you're thinking the Browns are going to win 10, 9, 10 games and then you lose the first game of the season when you think you're going to win, that drops you down to like 8 or 9 wins, and then you're thinking, oh, geez. You know, I don't know if we're going to make the playoffs now. Well, I'm sure not many people had a sweeping the Steelers. Well, now Ben Roethlisberger's out. Uh, that's a that's a real possibility if the Browns uh, continue to improve. That the Browns could look to I know it's crazy me saying this, but sweep the Steelers this year. So that adds back a victory that we lost when we lost to the Titans. So it's a, it's a little interesting how things play out. Um, but uh, if you look at the Browns' upcoming schedule, their next five opponents are all 2-0. Uh, they play the Rams this week, and then uh, they've got the 49ers, Seahawks, Patriots, and uh, Ravens. So they have the, in order, Rams Sunday at Baltimore, at 49ers, home against Seattle, and then at New England. So... That's going to be a really interesting stretch if the Browns can come out of this uh, stretch here. And it, I think if the Browns are 4-4 four and four at the midway point of the season, I'm feeling really good about, uh, about where we stand. Uh, I'm not, still not sold on Baltimore. I think they've played two of the worst teams in the NFL the first two weeks. Um, I will admit Lamar Jackson has looked a lot better than I thought he would, especially throwing the ball. I'm, I'm shocked. But... We'll see what, what happens when he has to play some actual uh, competition. So, 
anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This, this is an abbreviated version of, uh, of the show, um, but I'm just here by myself today. So, But I wanted to get on and uh, kind of recap what I thought of the game on uh, Monday night, last night, and uh, look forward to uh, Sunday. Uh, you will hear our preview and predictions for the game for Sunday against the Rams on Sunday Night Football on this week's version of LOTL, episode 75. Uh, I'll be with Jordan and Jimmy, and uh, we'll kind of go through and give our predictions for the game and uh, as we look towards Sunday Night Football. So, uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, thanks for uh, checking this out. Second edition of the Deerfield Gridiron Browns postgame show presented by LOTL. Uh, you can uh, follow us at LOTL, and uh, that's at the LOTL podcast on uh, social media platforms. Uh, you can check out our website, lotlpodcast.com, and uh, check out an article that Steve wrote that's got uh, some baseball playoff previews and predictions. Um, and, uh, and just continue to listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we appreciate uh, all your uh, support and, uh, and everything like that. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Uh, write us a review. All that good stuff. Um, you can send us an email if you want, uh, livingoffthland2 at gmail.com. And, um, and, yeah, that's that. So appreciate you listening. I'm Dan uh, from Living Off the Land here on the uh, postgame show. Browns win 23-3 over the Jets on Monday Night Football. We're looking forward to Sunday night, Sunday Night Football at home against the L.A. Rams. And uh, we, I will catch you guys uh, Friday morning for the LOTL uh, for this week. So, Uh, We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye.